Welcome to another episode of Team Rhino Outdoors Musky Fishing Podcast. This week I'm going to talk to Jeff Hansen with Madison Musky Guide Service, and we're going to also have Mike Mortison, who is with Musky Train, maker of the diesel and the mag diesel, because that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about diesels, mostly mag, because that's the newer one. So new for 2021 is the mag diesel. And like these guys are going to talk about, you're going to hear about how this bait is. I mean, it's a small bait, five inches, but it packs a big punch and it's got a big profile for a little bait. Super wide. Like they're they're going to talk about, you know, how big it is and the specs on it and everything. But it's a really big crankbait, but really small crankbait at the same time, if that makes any sense. Comparatively to the regular diesel, if you go to our website in the mag diesel section, we have a picture there that shows, you know, the difference on them. And... You know, you go from a a three and a half inch bait to four inch baits to this five and a quarter inch bait. You'd think, oh, that's not that big a deal, but definitely is is quite a bit of difference. So pretty cool bait. I got a chance to play around with it last fall. Did some underwater video on it. Hopefully by the time you hear this podcast, we should have a video on our YouTube channel showing the action, talking about it there too as well. So lots of different ways for you to learn about this mag diesel. On to Team Rhino Outdoors. If you need a selection of mag diesels or any musky bait or any musky train product, check out www.teamrhinooutdoors.com. We are your source for gear for the 2021 musky fishing season. And that's pretty much what we've been doing. We've been gearing up. Uh, lots of stuff coming in the shop every single day. And we've been you know, pushing the limits as far as new products and new colors and all that stuff. So if you haven't poked around on our website recently, Go ahead and do that and check it out and you know thanks a lot for shopping with us we we really appreciate everybody's support and if you're also looking for other podcasts to listen to we have the backlash podcast that i do every single week with musky mayhem tackle and it's definitely a different uh a different podcast than this one this one kind of goes through the nuts and bolts of a musky bait how or why it works what you know what its makeup is and you know, that kind of stuff and where, where you use these in certain applications. So it's definitely very bait related uh, with the manufacturers. Whereas if you go to our Backlash podcast, not so bait related. We're talking to more guides and industry professionals or whatever about, um, and we'll say the uh, X's and O's on how they approach spots and boat control and different stuff like that. So two different podcasts, but we appreciate you listening to both of them. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss it every single Monday. I should say every other Monday, uh, this episode, and we're going to actually follow another episode another Monday. So we're going to go back to back to back Mondays on this one, but typically it's an every other week deal. So anyways, we're going to go get Mike and Jeff on the phone and we're going to talk about the mag diesel. All right. Got two guests today on this podcast. That's not really typical of this podcast. Usually it's just me and, and one guest and we're talking about a bait and today we're doing the same thing. But I have Mike Mortis on with Musky Train, and I also have Jeff Hansen on with Madison Musky Guide Service. And the reason I brought Jeff on is because in like the Midwest area, southern Wisconsin, that kind of stuff, Jeff's, I would, we'll call him the master to make his head a little bit bigger on the diesel. <laughs> and that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about diesels. We're going to talk mostly about the mag diesel, but we're also going to get into it a little bit with Jeff on the regular size diesel. So... Mike, I uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you're out ice fishing today, which is blowing my mind because you're in Ohio, and I didn't think Ohio guys ever went ice fishing. But uh, anyway, oh yeah, we have a big lake here, yeah. So, well, but I'm, we're not out there. We live on a farm pond. I'm sure. So, yeah. Well, I knew um, I knew the Erie guys, but I didn't figure a guy like you ever went ice fishing, which is like I said, it's strange. I assume that 
you guys just musky fished all year long. I didn't even think you ever got enough ice in Ohio to not. Yeah, the ice is probably three and a half, four inches right where we are. It's good ice. That's plenty. You know, the lake the lake we're on is probably, uh, mm, what, five acres? Five acres. So, pretty deep. So, But uh, we're not here to talk about ice fishing. This is just the uh, only reason I'm ice fishing is because my thumbs are raw from sanding diesels. Right, so, exactly. Um, these, these, both diesels are uh, made from red cedar. I made basically the small diesel was a, I always called it a bass bait on steroids. So I was looking for something where the hook hangers wouldn't wear out and it could, uh, you know, withstand, put bigger hooks on it. You know, we put a Mustad 3551 wide gap, wide gap hook on that. Makes it much, much sturdier than a bass bait. A lot of guys in Ohio like smaller baits. And then uh, for a while there, we were in a bait, so I was in a bait that really pound hard and diesels really pound hard. We decided we needed to upsize those things. And uh, we've been wanting to, to do it for a while and finally got a minute to do it. You know, I don't, I don't think there's another bait out there that's basically a giant bass bait like a diesel is, you know. So there's a lot of flat baits out there that are big, but not a lot of baits that have girth to them. And, and speaking of that, let's talk about size difference between the diesel and the mag diesel. What size you got on the diesel and what what's how big is this mag diesel? To make it simple, you're looking at a bait that's, without the fractions you're looking at a three inch bait and a five inch bait um but you're looking at a bait the normal diesel is an inch where uh the mag diesel is an inch and a half so it's uh, it has basically um, a three-quarter inch radius on it so the best way i can say it is about the size of your fist or about the size of one of those plastic little footballs that they throw out at the football game into the audience so that that'll give you perspective in terms of the mag diesel. Um, the mag diesel, which is really funny, it, they both have lead in them to balance them out. The um, mag diesel, though, because it has a thick Lexan lip, it's a three sixteenth inch Lexan lip as opposed to a eighth inch lip. It uh, I didn't have to weight it as much because they, we're picking up a lot of the weight from the Lexan. You could scrape the windshield with it too if you. <laughs> iced up <laughs> so it seems the diesels basically in the spring here we short line troll them and then uh in the summer one of the other reasons i made those is because i wanted to be able to get down deep fast in the summer a lot of times in our reservoirs in ohio those fish move kind of deep and they're they're staging in that mm, 15 12 to 15 feet deep and this way you don't have to let out a ton of line or you don't have to go with um, lead weight to, to get you down that far. So uh, that that's kind of the whole purpose and design of the bait. And it, and it pounds like a jackhammer. So through wire construction. So the, the one trick that guys don't know about um, wires that come out of a lip is the higher you pull the line tie out of the lip, the less stable the bait becomes. And the more it'll move around, it'll walk around. But you get to a point where if you keep pulling them in and out, you know, you're going to, you're going to loosen that up too much. And, but, uh, it just depends on how much you want that bait to wander or walk around. What'll happen is, uh, the wire work hardened and you won't be able to, you won't be able to move it after a while if you, if you do it too much, but that's, that's the diesel. 
So, Mike, when did you switch all your stuff over to a through wire? Because not only are the diesels through wire, but all the MX series is through wire. I think the MF shads that we got yeah. in recently, I think those yeah. are through wire too. Everything is through wire. And uh, basically, we went over to, you know, I used to make everything with routers and, and saw everything and jigs and fixtures. Now I have four CNC machines. It starts with out of a, out of a one by six piece of cedar. And it'll, on, on both of well, and not all my stuff, except for the really thick, the bigger stuff, like MX-12. But anyway, it, uh, uh, the first thing that happens is it, the CNC machine cuts the through wire to the correct depth. And then it cuts any cavities that I need for the weight holes. And it, then it does the profile of bait. I take that piece out. It punches out. It's held in just like a, like a puzzle. You punch it out. You push it out. And then I put it on a positive jig, which means I flip it like a pancake. And I put it on a jig, and then what happens there, the, the next machine will round it over, put the contours on it, and then the other machines will put the, the other machine will put the lip slot in it and the eyes. Um, if you're talking about like a, um, a crazy train where it's more like an actual shad shape itself, it'll, it'll do all that on, uh, on uh, two processes, not three. How many different guys you got helping you out on this process, or are you pretty much one man band? Yeah, this is a. I'm a. I always say I'm a. I'm a one man circus, and I'm the only clown. So <laughs> I bend all the wire, I cut all the wood, I seal up all the bait, and then I uh, do all the painting. And then once in a while, my buddies come over. You know, I'm always in the always in the hunt for a good hooker. So, but good hookers are hard to find these days. That's my, that's my joke. That was a little joke there, you know. So if we're out to dinner with my girlfriend and her friends and say, I'm looking for a good hooker, then my girlfriend has to explain to everybody that I'm looking for somebody to put hooks on lures. Right. Because God, that's kind of the dumbest thing for me to be doing is putting hooks on lures, but got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. And Hanson lives too far away. If not, he'd be putting hooks on hooks on lures all winter. He'd be putting them on tough sheds and, and untrained. The other thing that you did, met, you didn't mention it. You know, the, you guys, uh, you do sell the wooden tough sheds with the with the aluminum lift, and those are through wire also. Yep, they're they're an actual through wire, no screw eyes in that. Sure. So that's where we are. You All know, right. the and and uh, you know, they seem to most people find a speed that they like with with bait. The tough sheds and the diesels, I like that that four two to five mile an hour and uh that seems to work work really well for them they you know whatever whatever the noise is they're putting off at that speed the fish seem to like it so that's what we uh you know unless the water's really cold like if we get out if when it ices out here in march we're not going to run five miles an hour you know the water's going to be 37 degrees so we're not going to do that well, let's jump Jeff in this one. So, Jeff, I know you do a lot of trolling with this bait in southern Wisconsin. Why don't you talk about when this bait really shines? I know, you know, recently you were telling me that you used to never use it late in the season, but now you've actually been having some success on that. Yeah, this last year, typically, I, I don't know, I just didn't have confidence in really hard pounding baits once the water temps got under 50. So I guess I just kind of put them away, which I shouldn't have. Uh, this year in November, I had a kind of a slower day, and I still have my neat diesels in the boat. I'm like, well, maybe they just want a smaller bait, and I dropped the diesel down on a down rod, and within 15 minutes, a 42-inch smoked it. So I guess I was kind of kicking myself 
putt for not trying them in the past. I mean, a lot of times you always hear two in the fall, trolling baits is always best, but uh, sometimes that's that's not the case. So then the rest of November, I'd always put one or two diesels out and then some of the bigger baits, you know, the MX-9s and some of the other stuff I was trolling, but they were still still hitting the diesels. I mean, I've got fish on the regular-sized diesels from opening day all the way through this year until November 15th, so I guess there's no no wrong time to use them. But like what Mike was saying, the, the water's cooler, then I'm trolling a little bit slower. I mean, the slowest that I troll is 3, 3, 3, 4, 3, 5, um, even in November and even opening day. I mean, typically opening day water temps here in the mid to high 40s on the bigger lakes and 50 on the smaller lakes. And I'll run a little bit more, but then once the water temps get up to 60 or above, then I'm usually trolling 4 to 4.4 miles an hour. Unless the water's really, really dirty, then I'll stay closer to 3, 8, and 4. But um, speed definitely gets gets the fish to hit these. And these, even in the dirtiest water, these things vibrate so much that the, the fish will come up and hammer them. Um, and one other thing is guys always think that the, the regular diesel is a uh, just a trolling bait. It's not. It's a fantastic casting bait. Um, in early spring, in the clear water, some of the weeds, in like a year 12, 14 feet of water, some of the weeds are only up a couple. The diesel is a small, one of the very few small crankbaits that you can get down and tick the tops of those weeds, catch them, and that's what it takes a lot of time to, to provoke strikes from these fish is making contact with those deep weeds and their other small crankbaits. Um, so those are fantastic for that. And then um, another really good time to use them is casting after dark. They put off so much vibration and pump that the fish can, can hammer them, and they're great after dark all season long. So, yeah, they're just not just a trolling bait. They're great for casting also. Yeah, so when you're trolling them, are you just – or when you're casting them, I mean, are you straight cranking them, or are you, you ripping them like a, like a twitch bait, or how do you work that? Um, I, I, I kind of mix it up. If I'm working them after dark, I don't like doing a lot of erratic – Twitching and ripping, uh, it makes you get, get a lot of missed strikes. And uh, after dark, I like giving them an easy target, something easy to find. But during the day, I'll, I'll mix it up. If I'm fishing shallower water, I'll definitely be doing a lot of ripping. If I'm fishing deeper water, I, w- I want the depth. So I'm putting my rod tip down into the water and cranking them down. And then once I get them down, after I do about 10, 15 turns on the reel and they're down to depth, then I'll do 10 cranks and, and give, them, give them a rip, mix them up, and then... Um, when they get to the boat, I'll give them a hard tap and bring it up into a hard figure eight. And when they start coming up, a lot of fish will, will grab them once they're getting closer to the boat, and especially when they make the turn at the boat. We're really mixing it up. Some, some days they just want it straight crank, too. So, I mean, kind of mix it up when you're doing your cast. Do one cast, straight crank, second cast, erratic rips, and then do a third cast with just kind of medium rips and let the fish tell you what they want that day. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what you got to do. Unfortunately, some some days they don't want to tell you what they want. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wish they would, but they don't often. So, guys, let's talk a little bit about colors on this bait. I know, you know, Mike, you're doing more of the stuff on the east. What side of, what colors are you are you liking there? And then I'll jump back over and, and find out what Jeff's liking for colors. Well, what I like here in Ohio, you can never go wrong with the, with the fire tigers and the chartreuses. And... Any, any lake in Ohio, that's a, that's a go-to color. Generally, when the water gets kind of a milky color and it's not really dirty, then I like, I like, like pearls, like the mother of pearl, and I like the chartreuse and the pale kind of colors. As the water clears up and in the summertime, then I, uh, I'll go to more natural colors. Like in the summertime, I like olive perch a lot. That's probably my go-to color. If I'm fishing deep and the water is clear, then I like your, your shimmering shad kind of colors, your silvers, your shadiscos, but all of those colors, fire tiger, 
Glitter Perch, Shadisco, and Mother of Pearl, those are all standard colors for me. When I go to places like St. Clair, like that uh, that bronze carp you had me paid, uh, copper carp, that is a, that's a smoke, that's going to be a smoke and color at St. Clair because it's kind of a cross between a carp and a $9 bass. So that, that's really going to go there well. And Jeff, what about you over here in the Midwest? Early season, I've done particularly well on the uh, black crappie. It's been a really good one. And anything with white in it's always good here. The mother pearl's really good. And like Mike was talking, the Shadisco and that olive perch. I mean, that's, man, is that, that is a really, really good color. Um, that's one of my favorite paint jobs that Mortis does. I mean, the fish just freaking kill that thing. Um, and once the water gets a little bit more stained up, once it's a light stain, then that's when I'll go towards the bluegill. That's been a really, really good one for me. And then once the water's dirtier, the glitter perch and jungle love, uh, man, that was, that, here's, that's just been a smoke and hot color. Then the ice cold perch too. Um, that, that seems to go really good, particularly when it's really sunny. Uh, the fish just cream that ice cold perch. That's, that's been a really, really good one. And, uh, one that I like for night fishing for casting after dark is the, um, black and gold, which, uh, on Jeff's website is called Mr. T. That's a really, really good one after dark. Um, any of the darker colors throws off a, a more of a profile after dark or the fish can find it a little bit easier for me, unless you're fishing a, a well-lit area, um, which most time most people aren't. So that black is when I use that, but and trolling wise, I'll use that right away in the morning or if I'm trolling right at dark or after dark, that Mr. T has been a really, really good color. I'm anxious to see what kind of damage you could do with ball buster this year, Jeff. I think that one's going to be a solid one too, especially like you said, that, that, uh, late night, early morning stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, to using that. I know you got it and Magnum diesels today and in a few weeks you'll have it in the regular diesels um but yeah like you said i'm I'm looking forward to using that color all right jeff so we kind of talked colors we kind of talked construction let's talk about trolling depths on this one how, how deep are how deep are you going to get this bait i mean we'll go with the diesel first and then why don't you talk a little bit about the mag diesel yeah short line trolling on the regular diesels a lot of times i'm trolling in the you know 10 to 15 foot and i'm putting 20 feet of line out and that's getting me in the seven to eight foot range and then if I put, uh, I'm trolling out over a little bit deeper water and I want to get down to, to 15 feet, then I'm putting 50, 55 feet of line out. If I want to get 20 feet down or like if the thermocline set up a lot deeper or the fish are riding a lot deeper, I want to get them down 20, then 85 feet of line on a regular diesel will get me down that far. So not, not too often I'm trolling 20 feet down. Most of the time I'm trolling in the 8 to 15 foot range, depending on where, where the bait is at the time for the uh, regular diesel. Hey, Jeff, let's talk a little bit about trolling depths on the mag diesel. Why don't you go over that a little bit? Um, if you want to get 15 feet, this one has a lot lot bigger lip, and, and this bait really, really pounds hard. Definitely need good good rod holders for this bait. and going to be a lot of big fish caught on this, this bait trolling this year. If you want to get down 15 feet, uh, 50 feet of line will get you there. If you want to do 7 or 8 feet, you're only going to need... 20, 25 feet of line, it dives dives pretty fast. Um, if you want to get deep, deep, I mean, 70 feet will get you 20 feet. If you go to um, 90 feet, that's going to get you down to 25. And then 25s, I know they'll, they'll dive to 30. Uh, I bounce bottom at 25 pretty easy with them. So, but very rarely am I trolling any deeper than 20. So I just put a couple out this fall and, and bang bottom at, at 25 just to see how deep they would go, and I, that's as deep a water as I was in. But I'm pretty confident that you could get them down 30, no problem. But probably not too many guys trolling that deep. But uh, they, uh, 
are good for shorelining too. I mean, if you are in 10, 10 foot of water, you only need to put six, seven feet out on these. And uh, they're, they're really great for following contours or shallow weed lines or whatever, and you keep them tight to the boat. So, yeah, great, great hard, hard pounding lure. There's going to be some giant fish caught on this bait this year. Yeah, I know when you and I had a chance to play with it this fall, I mean, I couldn't believe how hard this bait pounds for, you know, like Mike was talking about, it was a, it's a, it's a small bait, but if you look at the size of it and you get it in your hands, I mean, it's a beefy bait too. I mean, it's only five inches, but it profiles a ton bigger than that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah five and a quarter inches long without seven and a half inches with the lip, but it's really, really wide. Like, like Mike was saying, it's the size of like a mini football. There aren't really any other baits on the market that are anything close to that and the amount of vibration and flash that this bait puts off and the fish can find it no problem day or night clean or dirty water it's uh a really 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 nice bait that there's nothing else on the market even close to it yeah absolutely well i think that's pretty good guys i think we got a good handle on this bait so um mike thanks for coming out and talking about the thank, uh the diesel and the mag diesel thank you very much appreciate Th- it thank you so Jeff, thanks for coming on and talking about the uh, the diesel and the mag diesel. I know as far as people in the muskie industry that have a lot of experience with this bait, there's probably none better than you. If somebody's looking to get out with you in southern Wisconsin this year, how do they go about doing that? Um, you can go to my website, madisonmuskieguide.com, my phone number, email, and all the information, and uh, lots of big fish pictures around there. You can go check it out and uh, find me that way. Sounds good. And for anybody that, you know, needs video proof of Jeff and, and his domination in southern Wisconsin, check out our YouTube channel. We've had Jeff on numerous times, and he never disappoints. It's been uh, nobody's more dialed in in southern Wisconsin than what Jeff is. So I, I can I could personally vouch for him, but if you want some video proof of it, go check it out. I mean, I don't know when it was. Two years ago, Jeff, I think when we have like a 10-fish day, and we weren't even fishing for, what, eight hours maybe? And, half the, and I want to say half the time, but... We even had to cut it short a little bit to uh, to film some some segments on you know how to work baits and how to do this and we, we didn't even fish a full eight hours I don't think right yeah we probably only cast about seven hours yeah it was unreal so check that out and thanks again for coming out Jeff yeah no problem thanks for having me Jeff so there you go that's the Meg Diesel and the Diesel and I mean if you're you know, for anybody that wants to know about the diesel or learn about the diesel firsthand, check out uh, a book in a day with Jeff. It's uh, nobody knows more about that bait than he does. He's puts tons of fish in the boat every single year on it. It's a great, a great producer. It's not only a great producer over there by him, but it's a great producer in many areas across the Muskie Range. I know the you know from east to west, north to south, the diesels have done a great job putting fish in the boat and. It'll be interesting to see the success that people have on the mag diesel because I even think the the Minnesota guys, they're not so much about small baits, but I think the small bait they might have some interest in. So it'll be pretty cool to see uh, the success on the mag diesel because this will be the first year that it's out in the hands of the public. This is a brand new bait for 2021, and you can right now you can only get them at www.teamrhinooutdoors.com. Right now we're the exclusive provider for the mag diesel so that pretty much wraps up this episode for this week. We should hopefully have an episode next week during our regular slotted time schedule for a release. This one was a, a week early as we went back to back to back. Last week we talked about Smitty Baits. And so if you haven't already checked that podcast out, Russ and Jake, they do a great job talking about their their jerk baits and talk a little bit about musky fishing history since Russ is such an encyclopedia of musky fishing history. It's a pretty cool podcast. But anyways, we just want to thank everybody for taking some time out of their schedule and listening to our podcast this week. And uh, 
We'll catch you everybody next week.